Well, amen. If you have your Bibles, if you will turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy, as we look at a product of a good mama, as we look at Timothy and who Timothy has become in his life, all a direct reflection of a good mom, uh, not only just a good mom, but a good grandmother in the life of Timothy. As you turn there, I, I read, uh, I was talking to one of the moms, and, and I said, well, I hope you're having a, a good day, and hope you have a nap this afternoon, and to sleep like a baby. She said, well, I don't want to sleep like a baby if I could just sleep like my husband. That'd be good. Uh, that would be pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, also, I saw a card where a kid wrote to his mom, and it just said, the only reason you're a mom on Mother's Day is because of me, so I'll be waiting for my gift, too. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not a good idea. That didn't happen in the Snyder household, I promise you. Uh, it would only happen once, I know that. But we do want to say Happy Mother's Day and look at a young man who was a product of a good mother uh, and also a good grandmother. So if you're a grandmother in the room, your role never quits, does it? We're always feeding and, and uh, uh, just leading our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The things that we'll talk about today is not just for mothers. It really can be used for every person in the room. Uh, and so if you're not a mom, don't check out on this for just a little while. But listen to what God would have to say to you. Listen to what the Holy Spirit would have for you this morning. I believe that God is speaking to our hearts and, and uh, God can talk with you this morning and, and work and move in your own life too. And so we want to look at uh, uh, what a mother produces when it comes to uh, their spiritual walk. Number one, produce a faith that respects Scripture. Produce a faith that respects Scripture. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 14, verses 14, 15, and 16, Paul is describing Timothy, a young man who uh, is with Paul. He's uh, on this uh, missionary journey with Paul. And so he's describing Timothy, and look what he says. Verse 14, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are able to give you wisdom for what? For salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul is describing and talking to Timothy. And it's a great uh, way to remind mothers of a faith that respects the scriptures. Moms in the room, do you respect the scriptures? Do you love the scriptures? Do you love the Bible? I think for some years now, churches have gotten away from loving the scriptures. We have loved our traditions. We have loved our Sunday school classes. We have loved the way we've always done it. And we have lost our love and desire for the sacred word of God, the scriptures. And what Paul says about Timothy he says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and what you firmly believe. And then he tells them and reminds us, how did he learn that? 
He says, you know those who taught you. Meaning, your mother, uh, Eunice, and your grandmother, Lois, that we'll talk about in just a moment. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures. You know what this teaches us? That the, from the very moment Timothy was born, he had a mama telling him about the word of God. Amen? He had a lady in his life, a sweet mother and a grandmother, that bathed this boy in the sacred word of God. You can teach them all kinds of things in life, but unless you teach your children the scriptures, you are failing as a mother. Now, I know. I know what you're thinking. Well, you're supposed to get on to the dads and be nice to the mothers. Well, if you get upset, it's only because you got upset at the scriptures, not at me. Timothy, from infancy, Paul says, you know what you have learned from infancy. Do you have a faith that respects the Scripture? Uh, Timothy's mom respected the Scripture. She loved the Scripture. Now, she didn't have it in this form. It was not bound together in the canon like we have it today. She knew what she knew. She knew what people taught her. Maybe some things she was able to write down or, or when the rabbis, when the teachers would come and she would learn and she would pass on those teachings to, to uh, dear Timothy to her son. Do you have a faith that respects the scripture? Timothy was taught that the scriptures are enough to prevent a falling away from this commitment in Christ. Timothy was taught that, Timothy, all you need in life is the Bible. That's all you need. Everything else is just the joys and the sorrows of this life. The only thing you really need is God's word. And she taught young Timothy from infancy the value and the respect to have for the scriptures. What did she teach him? Verse 15, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures. What for? Which are able to give you wisdom. What kind of wisdom? Wisdom for salvation. Gospel wisdom. Wisdom to know God and to make him known. May we not just pick and choose the things in the scriptures that we teach, but may we have a respect for the scriptures that we teach our children, mothers, that you're teaching your children the, the, the sacred word of God and give them the wisdom of the word of God for salvation. Isn't that what you want for your children most of all? That they know the Lord God? That they know Jesus? And that they make him known. I think that's all Timothy's mom and grandmother wanted. As long as Timothy knows the Lord. And I'm going to teach him the scriptures. Why? Because the power under salvation is in the Bible. It's in the gospel. And so they knew. I'm going to teach him. And if the only thing he learns from me is who Jesus is, then I've done my job. You can teach your child how to brush her hair. You can teach them how... To go to the bathroom on their own, you can teach them how to brush their teeth. But if you don't teach them what the Bible says, you're not being a very good godly mom. Amen? Do you have a faith that respects the Scripture? They taught him the importance of Scripture and how it is useful in everyday life. 
I think Timothy's mom and grandmother, I think they taught Timothy that the scriptures, listen son, what I'm teaching you is not just for Sundays or Wednesdays. What I'm teaching you would help you every second of your life. Every waking moment and every time you're asleep, these scriptures will walk with you. They'll go with you. They'll comfort you. You'll love them. They'll love you. And if you'll follow them all the days of your life, you will be blessed. I think that's what they taught I think Timothy's mom did a wonderful job of teaching young Timothy that the scriptures are not just an Instagram post or a Snapchat post just so people think you know scripture. That the Bible is not just a post you put out on social media and you don't live by yourself. The scriptures are for everyday living. You can post something on Facebook or Instagram or some of you think, what was Snapchat? No, please don't. Don't go in that world. It's a weird world. Uh, I don't have it, but I know, you know, one of ours does, and I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why you just don't text people. I don't, why you got to take a picture of the floor and send it. I don't get that. I just don't. And I know I did stupid stuff. I, I understand that. I was told that. But you did dumb stuff when you were a kid. I know, but I'm not a kid anymore. You are, because I don't get it. But I think oftentimes we, we don't, Teach our children that this book is not just to be opened on Sundays in Sunday school and on Wednesdays. This book is not just used for VBS. It's not just used for kids camp or youth camp or some random time in life. This book is used every day of your life. And I think Timothy's mama did a really good job of teaching him the importance of the scriptures. Mothers in the room, are you teaching your children to have respect for this book, to love this book, to walk in this book, to obey this book? You can teach them how to do all kinds of things, and every one of those things will fall away. But if you teach them the mighty, strong Word of God, it will last forever in their life. Amen? You teach them the Word of God. Train them up in the instruction of the Lord. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Hide the Word in their heart so they may not sin against the Lord and against you. Give them the Bible, mamas. Give them the Scriptures. I think, I think Timothy's mom did a pretty good job of that. They instilled in him to turn to the Scripture for every situation life throws at him. I think young Timothy, when he was a teenager, I think when he when he kind of went through that weird teenage moment, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. We got one, man. It, but we need prayer. I mean, I just, you know, I'm a patient guy. I really am. I, I am. I'm full of patience. Amanda says that, Mike. You got the patience. I, I just do. I have a lot of patience. I think you have to be a pastor. I think you just have to, you know, you get with sheets. They just, you know, you know what Bible says. Anyway, we're in that world, that weird area. You know what I want to teach my teenager? You know what I want to teach my kids? Don't go to what other people say about you. You go to the scriptures and you find out what God says about you. And I think Timothy's mom did a really good job of teaching him the importance of knowing what does God say about you. Your friends may say something about you, but none of that matters. What does God say about you? What about when a boyfriend breaks up with them or a girlfriend breaks up with them or somebody lies about them behind their back? Don't teach them to go to their friends for advice. You teach them to go to the Scriptures where it teaches that we forgive all wrongdoings, that we forgive 70 times 7, that we love our enemy, that we show overwhelming kindness to all people in our life. 
Bible says that it will go what? Well with you. What does it say? It'll go well with you. I think Timothy's mom did a really good job of teaching him the importance of the scriptures. And that you should go to the Bible every waking moment of your life. If something happens in your life, I think Timothy went to the scriptures. Before he went to anybody else, before he went to his past or anything, before he went to the priest and all that, I think maybe he just wanted to say, well, what does God say about this? Do you, are you producing a faith that respects the scripture? Number two, produce a faith that is real. Produce a faith that is real. Look in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. I know it says 15, but it should say verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Produce a faith that is real. Paul says to Timothy, I recall your sincere faith. I recall your sincere faith, watch this, that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now... I am convinced is in you also. You have three generations of people. I recall your sincere faith. This is Paul saying to Timothy, Timothy, I believe your faith is real. I believe it's sincere. I believe what you say you mean. I believe what you say you're walking out in your life. I believe you're walking on the standing on the promises of God. Uh, Timothy, I believe you're walking in the instruction of the Lord. I believe that. Here's why. I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and now I'm convinced is in you also. Mothers in the room, grandmothers, are you producing a faith that is real? I'm not fake, not on Facebook real, real. Facebook's not real. You put all the good stuff out on Facebook, on social media. Are you producing a faith that is real? Here's what I know. A lot of things are hereditary. Faith is not. Faith is not. If there was one thing you could pass on to your kid, it'd be that. I believe that. You're passing on all kinds of things that are hereditary. You wish it did. You know, bad eyes and whatever. You know, all kinds of things, sicknesses or things, looks, those type of things you pass on. No hair, whatever. You pass on all that. There's a lot of things we do pass on to hereditary. But there's one thing you cannot, and that is your faith. So therefore, you must live out a real faith in front of your children. You cannot tell them the kind of faith you have. You must live that out and produce a faith they must have. See, parenting is not do as I say, not as I do. You can believe they're not going to do what you say, amen? They're just not going to do it. I mean, it's just, we all know that, right? We all know, they're not going to do what you say. But they will do what you do. They'll follow you. You may not want them to, but they'll follow you. And they're watching. And so therefore, since your faith is not hereditary in their life, you must produce a faith that is real to them. I think Timothy's mother and grandmother created an environment where Timothy was motivated to live the same faith because the faith that he saw in them, it worked. It worked. I think when... His mother, Eunice, or grandmother, Lois, when they would go through the trials of life, and they had it. And it seems like some people, the trials just add on over and over so much. I believe when they would go through that, I don't, I don't believe for one second maybe uh, Eunice, Timothy's mother, sat around the kitchen table and just gossiped and complained and nagged. 
I don't think so. Because I think that's what Timothy would have done when he grew older. He'd do exactly what his mom did. But because of the scripture we see of Timothy, and Paul says a sincere faith, I believe when his mother would go through the trials of this life, it, it's almost as if mama went to the Bible. It's almost as if uh, Timothy would see his mother down on her knees praying to the Lord, God, I can't fix this. You're going to have to fix this. Lord, this is out of my hands. You're going to have to fix this. It's almost as if Timothy passed his mama's room and he could hear her down on her knees praying to the Lord, Lord, I need you now. I need you now, Lord. I need you in this time of trouble. I need you in this time of tribulation. Lord, I need you in this time of sorrow. And I believe Timothy saw that in his mother's life. I believe Timothy saw that in his grandmother's life. And now Timothy's living that same faith out. You can tell them what to do. But they'll follow what you do. They don't want to do what you say. And you can tell them all kinds of things. But it's what you actually do in your life proves what you really believe. Are you producing a faith that is real? The faith that Timothy saw in them was one that depended on the scriptures, loved the scriptures, trusted in the scriptures for all area of their life. For all area of their life. It's not just moms, dads, what about you? Is your faith one that is real? Is it one that respects the scriptures? What about teenagers in the room? Is your faith one that is real? Young people, is your faith one that is real? Is it real? Or is it some, some weird Snapchat, you know, I'm hiding behind a screen kind of faith. I wear a Christian t-shirt, I put out some scripture, and that must mean I'm a Christian, I'm a faithful follower of Christ. No, it just means you know how to copy and paste. That's it. It don't mean you're real. It don't mean you're sincere. Has anybody ever given, given you the same description of your sincere faith? You have a sincere faith. It's real. You know how people know you got a real faith? They see it. They see it. They see it by how you react to life. They see it in your attitude. They see it in your love and desire for the things of God. They see it in your love and desire the want of things of the church. They see it in how you respond to situations around you. They see it in how you, uh, how you say things about people and how either kind or unkind you are. You are proving whether you have real faith or not. You know that. Some are doing a good job. And some, maybe not so. But I think Timothy's mother did a really good job of producing a faith that was real. A real faith. Now, not a faith that only comes out on Sundays. Not a faith that only showed up on Sundays. Not a faith that just contradicts lifestyle or language or conversations. I think Timothy's mother produced a faith that was real. And Timothy saw it. He saw in his mother. Somebody that loved the Lord. He saw in his mother someone who loved the scriptures. He saw in his mother a, 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 a kingdom woman who followed the Lord faithfully, trusted in him every day, every step of a walk in the path that God had for her. What about you? Do you have a faith that is real? I can tell you this. Your kids know whether you do or not. You, you you can fool them on a lot of stuff. See, one of the cool things about being a parent is you you become really good at, at uh, having conversations with one another without your kids understanding what you're really talking about. It drives them nuts. I'm mad that I do that. You know, something will be said, and I'll just go, hmm. 
like that, she'll go, don't say, don't say, I'm like, hmm. Or, or something will happen, you know, we'll communicate, the kids have no clue what we're talking about. I'm not going to tell you either. I don't want to say it around or you'll wonder. But we get really good at that. And we may fool them with a couple things. But I can tell you one thing. They know whether you really love the Lord or not. Because they're watching. They're listening. If they see a mom or dad that never reads the Bible, see a mom or dad that never goes to church, never sings to the Lord, or lift his hands like the Bible says, not involved in a small group, not involved in the things of God, no desire for the things of God, chooses the world over the Lord, guess what? You, my friend, are showing your child your faith is not real. Oh, no, I love Jesus. No, you don't. No, you don't. You love the thought of loving Jesus. You don't love Jesus. You love the thought of going to heaven. You don't love Jesus. Is your faith one that is real? Are you producing a real faith? Number three, produce a faith that reproduces. Are you producing a faith that is worth reproducing. In Acts chapter 16, it's spoken of Timothy. Listen to, uh, listen to the description given of Timothy. Now this is, uh, Timothy is uh, uh, a byproduct of a great mother and a great grandmother that poured over him a real faith, poured over him a love for the scriptures. Look at the result of that. Listen, Acts chapter 16. Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but was father, whose father was a Greek. The believers of Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. All the believers of two different towns spoke well of Timothy. Why? Because they knew he had a real faith. They saw him live it out. They sat at the dinner table with him and heard him talk kindness and love towards other people and not condemnation and gossip about other people. They saw the way he lived in life circumstances. They heard the conversations. And it says, they all spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey. So he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was Greek. Paul calls Timothy uh, his beloved son in 1 Corinthians. Listen, for this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love. This is the scripture, who is faithful in the Lord who is faithful in the Lord. I don't know about you, but what, a amazing, what an amazing description that would be. Wouldn't it be great if your son or daughter introduced you to someone, this is my mom, who is faithful in the Lord. Or this is my mom, who don't care anything about it. She says she does, but she doesn't. This is my dad, says he loves Jesus, but he'll never go to church, he'll never do this, he'll never do that. The description of Timothy was, who is faithful in the Lord. He goes on in 1 Corinthians, he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everyone in every church. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, Paul says to Timothy, my true son in the faith. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul says of Timothy, I have no one else like him. Isn't this amazing? Paul says to Timothy, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. You know what that means? He has a faith that loves you. His faith is real. I don't have anybody else like him. 
Paul says to the church in Philippi, I want to send somebody to you. The only person I can think of is, is Timothy. He's the best one I got. Why? He's got a real faith. Where did that come from? It came from a mother that understood the value of the scriptures, the value of passing on the Bible, the value of passing on a faith that is worth reproducing. Can I ask you this, moms? Is your faith worth reproducing? If your child had the same amount of faith as you have right now, how much faith would they have? Would God look at that faith and be well pleased? Or would God look at that faith and be slightly disappointed? Only you can answer that. I can't do that for you. Oh, you've got faith. You've got faith in all kinds of things. The question is, do you have faith in the Lord? You've got faith in everything around you. And your kid would say, oh, well, they're a faithful mom. Well, sure, you better be a faithful mom to your child. You, you, you kind of took part in bringing them in the world. You, you let them be faithful to them. But what about being faithful to the Lord? What about being faithful to Him? Listen, is your faith, dear mom, listen, dad, you too, is your faith worth reproducing? If your kid grew up with your faith right now, what kind of life would they be living? Would they get the description that Timothy had? He loves the Lord. He is faithful. I don't have anybody like him. Or when they grow up, just kind of be wishy-washy in church, not really committed, committed to all kinds of things, but not really committed to the things of the Lord. Are you producing a faith that reproduces? What happened in Timothy's life, he was just reproduced. The faith that he has is the same exact faith that his mom had and his grandmother. It was just reproduced. Let me teach you everything I know about love of the Lord. And that's what they did. And what is the product of Someone who is faithful to the Lord. Someone that uh, two different cities say, hey, we love him. He's wonderful. He loves the Lord. And he's faithful. Can I ask you this? What about you? Is your faith one that respects the scripture? Is it real? Is it one that reproduces? Or do your kids, do they hear you gossip? Do they hear you disrespect your husband, their dad, often? Do they hear you talk bad about the preacher? Wait, somebody put that in my notes and did that. I know you're not doing that. Maybe after today's message you might. Do they see a lack of desire for church and the things of God in your life? What are your children seeing? Do they see a lack of desire for the things of God in your life? You may think, well... I don't have a desire, but they don't know that. I can tell you this. They know. They know. Just look at them. Look at their life. Look at their life. They will reproduce whatever you're doing. They will reproduce it. That's kind of scary, isn't it? If you're a young parent or if you're a young couple just married, no kids, listen, they, they will straight up reproduce whatever you're doing they're going to do, okay? Now, dads, that gets us in trouble. That gets us in trouble because we do things we shouldn't and then they do that, especially boys. Boys will do that. Uh, my boys, they have gotten me in trouble by my wife and man. They did it only because you did. Why did you do that? I was good. I did at the time. I don't know. So oftentimes, Amanda walks by. She's my wife. I can do this. You know, it's, 
right on the rear end. Hey, baby, like that. Well, you know exactly what happened. One of my sons, she walked by and they went, hey, baby, pow. <laughs> I said, well, nobody, we don't get mom on the rear end like that. Well, you did it, but I can't. Oh. I get it. I understand, but you can't do that. When you get a wife, you can do that. That's my wife. Don't touch my wife. She's mine. That taught me a lesson. They're watching. They're going to do what you do. You know what? Because if you do it, that, that means to them it's allowable. It's, it's okay, right? It's okay to do things. What you allow to them, it's, a, it's an approval thing. So what you allow in your house, then they see that as approval. This is fine for me to do that too. So if there's no desire for the things of God, that's approval to them. I don't have to have a desire for the things of God. That's an approval thing. So the question is, do you? Moms, Dad, do you have that? Do you lack a desire of the sovereignty of God in your home and your family? Listen, have you just been way too busy tending to kids that you have forgotten the number one priority in your life, and that is making a disciple of your child? Have you just been so busy? Listen, I know moms are busy. I, I don't know how you do everything, if you even get it all accomplished. I mean, I, I, I really don't know, you know how, how you handle everything. But here's what I do know. There is an adversary in your life. And his name's the devil. And he is working everything against you. You know that? Especially if you're a follower of Christ. You love the Lord. You're saved. He is working against you. Listen, don't you dare think that the adversary will not put so much on your plate as a mother that you forget and neglect the number one responsibility of a parent. And that is to make a disciple of your child. You can teach them all kind of things in life. How to walk, talk. You know, they'll say in the first two years, you teach them how to walk and talk in the next 18 to sit down and shut up. You know? okay. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all are at that age. Why did I teach you how to walk and talk? You teach them all kind of stuff. But don't let the business of being a mom take away from your number one priority as a parent. That is to make Jesus known to them and to, to grow and walk with them and make them and walk with the Lord so that they too can become a fully devoted follower of Jesus. Now, listen to me. Everyone, everyone listen to me. Preacher, are you saying if I do that, if I did, if I did everything that Timothy's mom did, I don't know what all she did, but if I did everything right, are you saying my child, my teenager, but is going to turn out just like Timothy? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Because they may not. Sometimes you can do everything right. And sometimes the adversary is so strong in their life. And you you modeled it, you you like you you really felt like you did now you weren't perfect, you felt like you did what you should have. Sometimes the adversary is so strong. Listen to me. That's where you come in. You fall on your knees every day. You pray to the God in heaven. That he would wrap his arms around your children. And that he would keep that adversary away from your children. That's when prayer comes in. I'm not saying if you do everything right, they're going to turn out perfect. That's not going to happen. You know why? Because they're being taught by an imperfect person. But here's what I am saying. 
You teach them the scriptures. You show them how to love the scriptures. and the, Don't just tell them. You show them how to love God. Let them get up in the morning and see you reading the Bible. Let them see you, moms and dads. Let them see you living it out in your life. And you pray like crazy that God will watch over them, that God will protect them. Listen, don't give your children the world and forfeit their soul. Don't be too busy and give them the world when you don't give them Jesus. Too many parents today say, well, I'm going to give my kids what I didn't have. That's fine. That's your, you, do, you parent how you think you should. But why don't you give them something you do have? Give them Jesus. Give them the Lord. Listen, I pray that we're reminded of many and the realization for some that being a mom is stressful and rewarding at the same time, but we must not forget why we have children. God don't give you children to stress you out. God doesn't entrust you with children to cause you to, uh, you know, have those moments at night where you just, I need to just, I got to get away. You don't get away from me, right? Man. There's going to be some furniture moving around here. You know, you've had those moms, moms, dads, yeah. You know, if you don't get out of here right now, there's going to be a misunderstanding quick. God didn't give you children for that. God has entrusted you with a human being. Why? So that you could teach them who Christ is. So that you could tell them who the Lord is. Not only that, so that you could show them how to live it out in your life. Don't be so busy in this walk of life when you forget to give them Jesus. Every day. Not just Jesus for salvation and that's it, we're done. But give them the Lord every day. Listen, you must have faith in your own life. The only way you can produce, reproduce something is if you have it yourself. The only way you can reproduce something is if you have it yourself. You cannot reproduce a strong faith unless you too have a strong faith. Otherwise, you're just reproducing something uh, that uh, God really knows there's no desire for. And so you, you either have faith and you reproduce that or you don't. I ask you, what kind of faith do you have? Do you have faith in your husband? Well, you all know he'll disappoint you. Do you have faith in your job? We all know that'll end one day. <laughs> do you have faith in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Well, they'll get tired of that at some point. Do you have faith in your home? It'll crumble one day, you know that. You have faith in yourself and, and how you look and how you carry yourself. Well, the Bible says you're dying and there's nothing you can do about it. You can have faith in all kinds of things. The question today is, Mom, do you have faith in the Son of God? Do you have faith in Him? Have faith in Him. Because I can tell you this, all of those other things will end one day. But if you have faith in the Lord, It'll never end. It'll carry on from generation to generation. How, how cool is it that Lois, at her funeral, they can say, look at, look at the product of her life. And look at the testimony of the faithful people she taught. Because that faith won't end, you won't get tired of it. It won't crumble. It won't die. That fact, it's the only thing that will last. Dear Mom, Dad, anyone else, do you have faith in the Lord? Now, I would not think that in a room this size, a crowd of people, that there are people in here you'd say, you'd say, Mike, I don't have faith in the Lord. 
I've had faith in all kind of things. I've, I've said I'm a Christian. I, I told that to people. Matter of fact, when you go on my Facebook page on, at the about, it'll say religion, Christian, whatever, Baptist. But Mike, I, the kind of faith you're talking about, I don't have that. I don't have that. I've been playing. I've been playing around with church. I've been playing around with this thing of God. I, don't have, I have not had that, that desire for the things of God. I haven't had that. And maybe you're here. God sent you here on Mother's Day. Just a, uh, what you thought was going to be just a fun Mother's Day you're going to celebrate. And God's reaching down and He's going to save you this morning. I believe that. You need Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. God, I pray for mothers in this room. They don't have faith in you. They need it. They don't. God, would you allow them to pray, ask for forgiveness? Pray and seek the Lord, seek salvation. Ask you to come into their world and save them. God, so they'll have faith in you and follow you. Listen, if you need Jesus today, I'll be down front. Pastor John will be down front. We'd love to talk with you. Listen, we would love to do the same exact thing that Timothy's mother and grandmother did. Give you the scriptures for, for the wisdom of salvation. That's all we want. That's all we care about. And then after that, we'll walk with you how to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. <laughs> but listen, your mom in here, you cannot produce a, a faith if you don't have one yourself. Would you put your faith in the Lord? Maybe your mom here, or dad, or whoever, teenager, young person. And you would say, Mike, I, I, know, I, I know Jesus. I've been saved. I know that. But my faith is nowhere like Tim. I need help in my faith. It's not strong. Matter of fact, it's pretty weak. I would never want to reproduce the faith that I have for my children. If they had my faith right now, it would be a very uh, unsteady faith. It would not be one that I'd want to pass on. Now, you know what the cool part of that is? God's in the house. And you come and pray and say, Lord, forgive me of that. Lord, I want to build my faith on solid ground. I want to walk with you. I want to show my children and my co-workers, everybody around me, that I have a strong faith. Lord, help me in that. Mamas, do you need that? Dads, do you need that? Teenager, young person? I have no doubt there's a mama in here and maybe more. you got a battle going on in your life. And you've tried to hide it for some time now. You're stressed out over it. You don't know what to do about it. You don't know how to handle it. Maybe it's about you or for you. Maybe it's for someone else. I think that God, God will be honored if we would tell the pray. We'd love to pray with you. Maybe you've dealt with something in the past that it's, you've held on to. It's caused, it's caused a stronghold over your life. Maybe a past decision or Maybe you dealt with a, a miscarriage or something like that. It's just, it's been it's been held over you, and, and that's been hard for you. Hey, East of Oak, we'd love to pray with you. We would love to uphold you in our prayers. So we ask you to come and pray. Lord, have your way in this time of invitation. In Jesus' name, amen.